buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. I'm in Florida, where it's uh, kind of warm right now, and Gary is up in um, Duluth. Gary, good morning. it's kind of cold right now. It's kind of cold. What's the temp? <laughs> well, I, it's it's going to rebound a little today. It's in the teens, but we've had uh, Friday was a was a was a cold day up here. It was very cold, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember, Jim. By the way, uh, good afternoon. How's everything going? And uh, welcome, everybody. But uh, I don't know if you remember last fall, where we had just really a nice fall. I mean, it went right into Christmas, where we didn't have any snow. The temperatures were moderate, and, and it wasn't bad. Right. But once we hit Christmas, we had this snowstorm. And I'll tell you something. It's been a pretty wild winter season so far. And so I, for one, am looking for this to end quickly. And uh, I hope uh, um, I hope we break out of this thing in the next next week or so because it's been a long. It's going on. I'd say twelve weeks now. Uh, we've had this. You don't, uh, <laughs> you don't want one of those elongated um, marches where you get a little bit of snow and then you get a snowstorm and then <laughs> you don't no, want that, huh, I, Gary? I'm good. I'm good. I'm assuming we're going to get it, but what can we do about it? But it's been one of those. Uh, uh, it's been a lengthy uh, cold snap that we've had up here in the Twin Ports, so I think we're all looking to end it. But uh, mm, yeah, got it, got it. Um, is there a lot of snow on the ground still? Yeah, there's a good amount. Uh, we have a, a decent, still a decent snow cover. However, I mean the, the sun's starting to get up in the sky, so you're starting to see some melting going on. But, yeah, you know my, uh, co- my favorite part about the about springtime. Um, was after the snow was gone and they took out the street sweepers. That's my favorite because then when they're done, it's like, wow, now it's starting to get green. It's starting to look good. And yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to it, Jim. I know we're not as green as you are down there and it's probably going to be several months before we're not as green as you are down there. But, uh, um, well, in several months, we're all looking forward to it. In several months, it'll be in the 90s quite regularly, I think. Um, but you know what? Here's the funny thing that I've noticed about living in Florida in the summer, and we're, we're not even anywhere near what we were willing to talk about or what we wanted to talk about, but is it's oftentimes like warmer temperature-wise in Minneapolis than it is where I am. So I always found that very interesting. Yeah. Yep. So. Anyways, real estate, Jim. I mean, my goodness, we've had a big week in real estate locally here in the ports. Just a big breaking news, you know. Our good friend, uh, Mr. Greg Fulmer, uh, Greg Fulmer Commercial Real Estate, um, ha- had a um, um, kind of a wild week with the announcement that the uh, the central building over the hill, up off the central entrance, what we call the new central building, uh, that deal has fallen apart on that. Right. And, you know, we had Greg in here a couple of weeks ago and we were just, you know, we were talking about the uh, 
the drawings, the rendition of it that was in the News Tribune a few weeks ago and how how it was just fascinating. It was going to be just a big thing for the city. And, you know, he was talking about how this was going to happen in different phases. Uh, and so to hear that this has fallen apart, you know, I called Greg earlier this week after this story broke and uh, we wanted to have him on the show this week, but we just couldn't work the schedules out. So he'll be on next week to, to get us up to speed. But uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's obviously he's bummed out. And I think, you know, one of the big reasons is, they um everybody's put a lot of time and effort and money into this thing this saturday properties that that is per that purchased this this building as well as the old central building they've already closed on that one they've got several hundred thousand dollars into this project already you know you're talking about uh due diligence they've done engineering reports they've done all of this stuff and this isn't cheap so um what the reason is, I, you know, Greg really can't elaborate too much on it. I mean, obviously right. there's some confidentiality there, but but uh, needless to say, I think he's a little bit set back. But he's also uh, got a fairly good attitude about it that they're going to sell it again. And so my big question to him was, hey, listen, this was – do you remember when Costco came into town and Costco was going to do all this up on uh, Arrowhead and uh, Haynes right. Road there? And it was a big to do, and all of a sudden, boom! They backed out. Right. Yeah. They 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 went away, and and I think you got some of the big wigs, you know, legislators, politicians around that got involved in this thing, and all of a sudden it was back on. And so, you know, my question was to him was, do you think this is coming back around? You know, is there any hope for it? And you know, I think he hedged a little bit on it, but um, I we'll have to ask him that when he gets on to see, you know. Once a few more days has passed, <clears throat> that everybody can let the dust settle on this thing, you know, to see if there's been any new revelations on this thing. But, uh, boy, a big loss for the Twin Ports, Jim, with, with this happening. Well, and you know what I think is interesting is they're not going to announce that it's fallen apart and, and until it must be flatlined, you know, must be totally dead. I don't know. If well, it was big news up here all week. Right. I mean, it was all over the, the, the media, everything up here. and. And uh, once the story broke, it just kind of took off from there. And so, is there any uh, reason why that was published? Well, other than the fact that that they that they pulled out of the deal. I mean, I I guess you know, like I said, I tried to talk to Greg and find out some specifics, but you know, I don't think he's in a position to where he can share that stuff, and and that's understandable. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But but I think you know the uh, the fact that they're pulling out is just. You know, we'll see what we can find out. We'll get Greg on the show here next week and see if there's any any new information that he can share with us as to why and if there's any possibility to bring this back because this was a um, a significant project and this was uh, something that was going to uh, you know help Duluth help the Twin Ports. You know, the re- everything you know with the housing needs and. Uh, and and a project of the scale of this thing would have been unprecedented up here, uh, and to, to see what it ultimately would have become would have been, you know, fascinating. But um, boy, oh boy, I hope I hope they that there's some hope for this thing to come back around and uh, um, you know be able to uh, uh, you know put this thing back online because it. Uh, it was a good deal. You know, the, and the, the other thing about this that I think really is still continuing to come out too, Jim, is, you know, they're going to tear that that old school building down. 
They're going right. to tear that that building down. It's coming down, and uh, you know the the school district is building their administration offices up there off the back part of that land and so i mean th- this land is going to get developed and and um so those plans will change probably well those plans aren't going to change they're going to level that building they're going to build their new administrative building up there and it's going to you know start getting developed but ultimately if saturday properties doesn't proceed you know who's going to be the buyer and right. what's it going to look like and i certainly have to believe it's going to be housing related I mean, I don't know what else would make sense up there. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, I don't know what else would make sense up there either. I agree with you. I mean, it's it would be a great place um, for housing. There is no doubt about it. Um, that's crazy stuff. So, well, no, hey, I Gary. do have one idea. Oh, go ahead. Are we on a break, or do we have no, to? No, no, no. We got three more minutes. Okay, I do have one idea, Jim, that this could could become. You know, with the lack of <clears throat> sporting facilities that we have in, in the community, <clears throat> boy, I could see this being a kind of a cool sporting facility. I mean, you could you could build a uh, some type of a an amateur hockey uh, rink, you know, enclosed hockey rink. You could have, we could have an indoor soccer arena for the, for the youth kids around here. We could have baseball fields. We could have football fields. We could have, that could be a really cool um, amateur sports recreation area when you think about it. Um, which, the, but, which the area needs. I mean, you remember when yeah. Superior was trying to bring that in um, and, and it was an overwhelming um, positive um, reception uh, that was better city superior um, and I don't that's not that's not going anywhere um, yeah I mean it, there was a need for it for sure uh, that certainly uh, it would be public type money I would imagine I mean I, you're not going to yeah. get too much private money in that and that, that would be probably some type of a boondoggle in terms of money but it it would be a nice it would be nice to see something like that can you imagine like a sports complex up in that area with uh, enclosed fields. I mean, my kids used to play soccer up there uh, in the fall soccer leagues, and they were down on that lower field. And I'm telling you, just going up there and watching the soccer games and looking over that lake was yeah, was incredible. Yeah, it was I, absolutely incredible. I was, I was when I was in high school. I was jealous that I didn't go to Central because of the what you came out to look at all the time. You know, very, very cool place. All right, Gary, we are on our break, so let's take that. And folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Browning, Gary Callagher here from Remax. I am in Remax of uh, uh, Remax Anchor Realty, I should say, down in Punta Gorda, Florida, which is uh, 30 miles or so from the 40 miles from the Fort Myers Airport. And if you want to reach me, I still have my my uh, Twin Porks number, which is 218-348-7653. I'd be happy to help you with your Florida real estate needs. And Gary? Jim, I'm up here in the Twin Ports, licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. I'm at 218-390-0615. And again, a shout out there for uh, anybody that maybe hasn't listed their home yet. Uh, I, I, I'm working with some buyers that uh, are looking have been looking for housing uh, uh buyers in particular are looking uh, like to be in the 
the uh, the Duluth market don't want to go too much farther south than say Proctor Boundary Avenue, and then up the shore, Homestead Road, Shohan Road, up in that area. Um, but up to eight hundred and fifty thousand, they're looking. Um, have some buyers looking for a view and uh, have a new buyer, Jim, and she's looking for just a residential home in the city um, and uh, in the $250,000 range. <clears throat> and uh, interesting story with her. <laughs> we, um, you know, I just met her a couple of weeks ago and we, we went through the buying process and she's, she's fair, fairly familiar with what's going on. She's been keeping track of the market for about a year or so and, and just has been renting. Um, but she, um, uh, got into the marketplace and she's all approved, ready to go. And, and I happened to get a listing yeah. and I called her and I said, Hey, this house came on the market. It, it was a, a little bit more than she wanted to spend, but she agreed to go look at it. And it was the first house she looked at. Yeah. And she got in there and she's looking around and, and uh, uh, I said, you know, this isn't on the market yet. It won't hit the market until tomorrow. And so if you have some interest and she looked at me and she said, can you, can you tell that I'm really nervous right now? Yeah. <laughs> and looked at her and I said, no. She said, oh, good, because I really am. And she said, I, I just, my everything's going off inside of my body and I don't know what to do and I don't know how to act. And I, I, she said, it's the first house I've been in. And so um, I, I just simply said to her, I said, well, are you, are you, what are you feeling? Are you feeling like you have interest in this house? She said, yeah, I do. She said, but I, I, I kind of don't. And she said, I don't want to make a decision. And it was just an interesting conversation that we had that she got really nervous, you know, that she was the first one in this house, a little bit of pressure of like, if you're going to do this, you know, we have to do it. We don't have a lot of time. So the pressure was on her right away. And I think that that was a little bit of something that I think put her over the edge of not doing anything. And so it was, it was very interesting. And then, you know, we've looked at several houses since that house and that house is now sold. Um, but, um, uh, it was to, to see the reaction where, right. And I felt that, that this buyer was, um, she was a little above average in terms of like, uh, her sense of everything and, you know, being in real estate, but, but boy, oh boy, the fact that she was really got really nervous like that and really, uh, affected her like that, um, and the, and the other comment she made was like, well, this is the first house I've been in. She said, I want to look at more houses. And so um, just a, a range of emotions that people go through when when that, that type of stuff happens. Right. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it affects some people more than it does others. Um, you and I have both been uh, been in that situation where you, you go out on a first showing, and this is even when the market is... Uh, I would say more normal, more balanced. I could call it. I could call it. Um, they walk into that first house and they go, "I love it. I want to buy it." <laughs> you know, and it, and it shocks you a little bit. Now I know this didn't happen, but I know that's happened to you. Um, and uh, you know, without seeing any other houses or anything like that, I have sold several houses on a first time, first showing. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's interesting, uh, the emotions sometimes take over. And, uh, I, I remember one of those houses where the people walked in and said, I want to buy it. Um, I want to buy it right now. I want to make an offer. I've never looked at another house. I just love this one. And it's 25 years later and they still live there. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting what happens in our real estate world. But I think too, on the flip side of that, 
you'll you'll get these buyers and this has happened to me on a number of occasions as well where they say i i, I don't want to buy the first house i look at i want to look at more houses um and you know ultimately they come back to that first house after they can't find a house and they say boy i wish we would have made an offer on that house right you know that happens you know and then and then the other question that comes up you know uh is hey is it okay to buy the first house you look at you know we've never looked at any houses is it okay to buy that that first house you look at without looking at other ones and the answer to that is absolutely yes it's okay to do that um uh, you know, and as long as is, you know, in today's world with inspections and stuff, it's a little bit tougher. But um, one of the things buyers in the state of Minnesota anyways have as um, what I call protection or whatever is we have these home inspections. And if you make your offer subject to doing a home inspection, you know, you have the ability that if things don't pan out with the inspection, you don't have to buy it. Yep. You know, you can, you can, in essence, um, cancel the contract. You get your earnest money back. You don't get your inspection money back. I mean, once they do the inspections, you pay right. for that. That's gone. But it gives you a little bit of a buffer time to like process some of this stuff. And, um, most of the time people, you know, with these inspections, they don't get canceled. I mean, obviously, I think there's always a high percentage of negotiations or, price adjustments to accommodate for things they find during an inspection, but most of the time they don't cancel. But giving the buyers a little bit of assurance that they, they can do that if they make it subject to an inspection, sometimes that helps with that, but helps them get over the hump of being in their first house and not having looked at any other houses. Right, exactly. And, and of course, this is, the, this is the weirdest market because, you know, the, he, generally everybody is looking at a house has one maybe two to look at and then there you know if you make an offer you don't know if you're going to get it so it's just it's a strange market to buy for anybody including those well, who have owned a house you know many times so we and, and this particular listing gym we had four offers yep and two of them were really good they were really close to one another and you know i had to call the 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 other agents back and I called the one that would came in second place and <clears throat> she was like oh shoot <laughs> and uh, she said do you know how many offers I've written for these buyers and not gotten them and I think she said it was like 14 or 15 yeah. or whatever the number was and uh, I'm like yeah I know we're all dealing with it and uh, uh, it's 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 frustrating but um uh, so that's what's going on in the marketplace, that type of stuff. And, and it, it just, just everybody's just got to get in and keep taking their swing and, and hope that they get it. But, uh, um, yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing, you know, it, it kind of on the same, on the same tune. <clears throat> um, I was in the office down here the other day and I walked up to a guy that, you know, I work with, I, I know him somewhat, you know, I said, Hey, how's it going? He goes, so I'm polishing up my resume. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he goes, yeah, I am starting to get sick of doing real estate because you can't get anywhere. I write offers, I write offers, I write over um, and and nobody seems to get it. And in the meantime, my buyers don't get it. I don't get any commission. I don't get any commission. How am I going to, you know, keep things going? So I'm polishing up my resume. I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I'm going to make sure that if I decide I'm coming back into the workforce that I'm ready. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's what you get for saying good morning, you know. Uh, 
But I, I you know, I, I, I hear that. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult, it's a difficult uh, environment to compete in, especially when real estate is so hot, right? That we are in this market. It, real estate is so hot. It's, it's so attractive to um, other people thinking that, wow, I could really do well in real estate. Maybe I'll take my license and get in. So the population of the real estate market is, is very, very high. There's a lot of realtors, both up in your area and down here. Um, and there's only so much of a piece of pie to go around. So um, when, the, uh, when, the, when, the market, when the market tightens, which it seems like it's, it's going to for multiple reasons, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't shown it yet, but it seems like it could possibly happen. We might have a, we might have a exit of quite a few realtors if we get into a correction. What are your thoughts on that? Well- Oh, absolutely. It's going to happen. I mean, it happens on these, these cyclical types of, uh, um, swings that we have. I mean, we, you know, we went through that with, uh, the housing recession where I, I don't remember what our, um, association numbers went down to, but, uh, it, it was a significant drop in the amount of agents that got out of the business because there's just not enough work to, there's not enough business to go around. You know, and now I think we're at the highest level ever of members of our association. It's it's 600 plus. And I don't think we've ever had that many. And so, you know, if we get into a situation to where we have a downturn in business, the activity goes away, you're going to see agents on the fringe that just don't do a lot of business and are Baylor, you know, scraping to get by. They're going to have to leave. They're going to have to go get, you know, work elsewhere because it's difficult to, it's difficult enough business to, uh, to be in it, it, you know, you know, to begin with. And then, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of agents that come into the business, they don't understand they're running their own business and, and you have to, uh, you, 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 nobody takes deducts taxes out of your paychecks. You have to pay for that yourself. You've got to pay all your own expenses. You have to, everything that you earn and you have to run your own business and you have to pay for all that. And, and, and then you have splits with your brokers and those types of things. And so, it, uh, at the end of the day, a lot of people get surprised on, on how their perception of you get into real estate and it's like, hey, you know, it's it's a it's a pot of gold. It's not that way, you know, for a lot of people. And uh, uh, and so we go through a weeding out or a culling of, of the of the membership, you know, every 10 to 15 years as these cycles go down. And it's certainly going to happen again. But when that happens, who knows? <coughs> yep, I hear you there. Jim, mortgage interest rates. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, they are you okay? I am fine. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, mortgage uh, they held rates. they they held steady uh, last week. They haven't done anything up or down. Uh, the thirty-year conventional fixed rate is at four point one two five, which is what it was at last week. The FHA thirty-year term is at four point nine nine percent, which is what it was at last week. And the VA loan thirty-year uh, term is at four point seven five, and that was also what that was at last week as well. So uh, good to see that they've they've stabilized at least for the past week, and uh, w- you know we will keep our fingers crossed that they they don't go up and maybe they'll take another little bit dip down and and help stimulate this market. But uh, activity is still there. The markets are still real good. The multiple offers are still coming in on properties, and uh, it's uh, the season. Spring season hasn't even officially started yet. Well, there you go, Gary. I want to move on and I want to ask you a single question. Are you ready for the new world of real estate? 
Well, I think I am. It's a loaded I mean, question, isn't it? Um, I don't know how I can't be ready uh, for it, whatever it's going to be. There is a little history made down here in Florida, in Tampa, about 100 miles from me. Um, I guess I, I don't know that it's history, but it's, it's history in that it's the first time that I've ever heard it happening. Um, a house was sold via auction using non-fungible tokens. Oh. Yes. That is big news, Jim. Yep. And the company that owns it, um, well, I guess the gal owned it herself. She owns the company. Um, she owns a couple different properties, but she's into cryptocurrency, which is, I guess, um, a non-fungible token is how they own it. And then you had to buy it. Or I, I, I don't, I'd have to read more into it. But anyway, originally, when they said that this property was going to go for an auction with the um, starting bid of $650,000, but it was going to go as an NFT, non-fungible token, there were 7,000 people that were that indicated online that they were interested, okay? Now, what's happened here, um, just a, uh, well, I guess it's, it's three weeks ago now, I guess. Um, the auction happened, and there was, uh, the, the 7,000 whittled down to about 50 people who went through the process of verifying their identities. Um, but in the end, there were only two bidders each of whom had to have cryptocurrency worth at least $650,000, the starting price, in a digital wallet, okay? Um, So this gal uh, won the little mini auction between two people for $653,000 in cryptocurrency. And the... um, the interesting thing was, is what it says is that the way that it's going to be delivered, the winning bidder will get an NFT, a non-fungible token, a digital token that will record the person's ownership of a limited liability on an online ledger. And then the LLC is the, the LLC's only asset is the house. Really? Yeah. Now this so, is that is interesting stuff. So now I don't know. I mean, I, I've I've got I've got an attorney that um, that I work with here. I, I've got to I've got to send this article to him and say, okay, now um, they have <laughs> they own the they own the um, LLC on an online ledger. <laughs> I'm like. How do you record the deed? You know, I mean, <laughs> I wonder where they're going with this thing from here. Uh, any clue there, Gary? Well, I think, you know, that this is, um, you know, we had this, uh, remember Clayton Collins? We had him mm-hmm. on. Um, and by the way, we got we got a back, minute left. Okay. Well, we can, we can talk about this in the next seg- uh, segment. Yeah, let's um, do that. You know what? Let's do that. Let's take a break right here and we'll come back and we'll, and we'll talk about this. So. Folks, you're tuned okay. in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Um, Gary, why don't you give out your phone number? I'm at 218-290-0615. Up here in the Twin Ports, licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, if you've got any properties that you're willing to sell... Look me up. 
you can text me as well. All right. And if you're interested in finding out about the market down here in Florida, um, more so than you found out about on this show, um, give me a call, 218-348-7653. And obviously, that's a, that's a textable number as well. Um, you could also go to jimronding.com. That now forwards, uh, well, it's, it's my, my Florida um, real estate uh, website. And uh, you can search any house from that website. It'll also set, set you up on automatic notifications if you would like. Um, and anyway, that's it. All right, Gary, we were talking about non-fungible tokens, which is yes. either cryptocurrency or it's attached to cryptocurrency or it's attached to how a non-fungible token is, is maybe that's how you own something. Well, like I said, we talked with this about this the guy from Housing Wire, Clayton Collins, when he was on the show back right. in early early January. And one of the things they they specialize in reporting on is fintech or financial technology. Right. And you know, Jim, one of the things that you and I talked about going back to the beginning of this show is is the the real estate process. And are we ever going to get to a point to where we can have instant purchases where we don't have to go through these? Uh, lengthy uh, closing times, and if you if you go back to you know when when we started this show, we were still doing ninety day closings. You would right. write an offer, and, and the closings would be you'd have to wait ninety days, you know. And then as we got into the digital platforms, it went down to sixty days, forty five days. Now thirty days is kind of the common for financing everything. So things have really changed a lot, uh, you know, even going back tw- from twenty years ago, but. The fact that we're getting now to this level of, of what you described here where you have to have um, – basically what it is is money in a digital wallet and that can be accessed and transferred digitally. This is, a, this is going to be a, a potential new wave of financing houses. I mean it, it, it could be everything as we move forward in the future, but – how will this change the housing industry? How will this change in the housing process? What's going to happen? What's it going to look like? Is this, is this going to be mainstream? And I don't think it will be mainstream for, for a while, but I think you're going to see selected areas that will probably start to utilize this type of a process, Jim. And then we're going, to, we're going to deal with, all right, you've got access to that money right now. This is instant access. We can transfer this stuff. Boom. All we do is... We, we press a key on our computer and the funds are transferred. That's good. That's great. But what do we do then? How, do, how, how about the other processes? How are we going to handle like title on this thing? What are we going to do to do that? How are we going to know the value of it? You know, how are we going to do that? Uh, how are we going to know if the home is, uh, has any integrity, inspections, that type of stuff? So what's all that going to look like and how is that going to be involved in the process? Right. So I think that there's a lot of things that have to get vetted out as to the whole process, but I think we could end up seeing um, pre-inspected homes. And I mean, you're going to have the home inspection, you're going to have mold inspections, you're going to have pest inspections, you're going to have radon inspections, you're going to have all that stuff done up front. It's going to be there, you're going to be able to view it online and see it, you know. And then in terms of title, I think that's another thing that can be uh, preempted, and and post it online to see title work, but then it has to do a potential what we call a final title search in the event that there's been something that has happened. 
But I think you're going to see the start of this stuff with exactly what you said, which you're going to start to see them in auctions. You're going to think these foreclosure houses, these these asset management companies that have this, they're all going to start to get aligned with one another. And I think that that's where we'll see the beginning of this shift start to take place. I don't think you'll see it mainstream with mom and pop and people having to call up and sell their homes to move on. But I think that these bank-owned properties that are are going to be, uh, like you say, auctions, I think this could be a new wave of stuff. And that's where I think you could see the shift start to take place. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think you're right. And, and absolutely. But here, here's another strange twist to this, right? So these non-fungible tokens, the price was 210 Ether, E-T-H-E-R. I think, or Ether, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you spell it Ether or say it, which is the equivalent of $653,000 at the time of sale. So these things move around. Um, I think the value of, 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 of these things move around on a daily basis almost. So here's the interesting part. The price was 210. Do they transfer those tokens and does she transfer um, those I mean those 210 ether, do they transfer those immediately and then she transfers? the non-fungible token that's holding the LLC, which owns the house immediately, or do they go through title work? Do they go, I mean, is the due diligence period here? I, you know, because the value of the ether or ether, whatever you call it, obviously could change by the time they would get all that done. Let's say it takes a week or two, you know? So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of interesting questions here that I don't know the answer to. Well, Ethereum is a digital, um, it's a cryptocurrency. Right, I know that. And believe this or not, my 14-year-old son is into the cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, I believe it. Got, uh, well, he comes up to me and he wants me to start investing in it. He wants me to buy all these crypto coins and he wants to, he's got his own, he's got, uh, he's ready to go. And I think if this kid stays on course, he's going to be a mega cryptocurrency baron someday. I don't know. But <laughs> but that is a form of of money is funds. it called ethereum yes so ether and, uh, is ether is the like the nickname for the dollar bill or whatever you want to call it i don't even know that's correct that's correct and so you store this stuff in a in a digital wallet similar as bitcoin or dogecoin sure, or right. dogecoin whatever they call it there's a lot of different options out there but um it's um and it's it's that um uh digital type of, of money that has value that you can transfer to somebody right. digitally. And so um, it, um, uh, the fact that they have to identify that they have that as the, um, uh, the, the source of their money is um, again, I mean, it's, right. it's, it's fascinating. I think it's exciting and I don't know what it ultimately is going to look like, but I think we're in for a, we're in for a potential new shift in how, these houses get paid for. I don't think it's going to happen quick. I don't think it's going to go mainstream right away, but I think it's you're going to see it in selected processes um, and introduced in certain areas. And I think the auction sites are probably the most reason. It, it seems to be the most logical, uh, you know, way to, to start this, introduce it. All right, Gary, I have a question. Um, do you think it would be possible for your son to hold a Zoom meeting with you and I to explain how this all works a little bit better. 
Oh, anyway. Well, I'm not sure he's ready for that. Okay, but I got I you. Can, I'm uh, just saying that's how that's how uh, um, scratching the surface I am. But here's the interesting part about it. So the gal that owns this house, um, she is in this business, right? And so there was there was there was seven thousand people interested in the house originally, six hundred fifty thousand, and this is a four bedroom, three bathroom house, quite quite large. Um, six fifty to me sounds in in that Tampa area. I mean, I don't know where it is, but let's say that that is the the price that it would sell for if we put it on the regular market. Um, you know, today I I would I would assume that if we had normal cash buyers like we have around here, that it probably would have sold for more than six fifty three. But it seems like this gal just wanted to make a point. She wanted to make a point that you can do it. This is how you know it was a. And she does say that, but I, I'm pretty sure, and I don't, I'm not positive, but she may have left money on the table just to prove a point, um, you know, that this is how the future is going to look up. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. Well, I think the other thing, Jim, to like really grasp onto is not only the digital transfer of funds to buy these things, but I think the digital, uh, the digitalization of real estate i mean when you think about this it it some of it makes a lot of sense and what is when you talk and you say the term digital real estate well what does that mean what does that look like what can that be and i think that we're on the 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 uh the cusp of kind of a new frontier when it comes to this stuff and so uh you know tapping into this and and beginning to understand that this is what real estate is going to look like in the future or could look like in the future I think that that you know you go back to 2007 with with the uh, when the iPhones uh, or the all of these phones started right. getting created. I mean, with the flip phones and all that stuff before that, but in 2007, I think that's really when the technology came forward. And uh, you know, 15 years later in 2022, look at what this is, what it's like evolved into, yeah. and it's made real estate a whole different uh, industry in terms of like how you access the information. Yeah. All right. Gary, we, got a, we, got, we got a hard break right here, folks. You're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll be back to wrap it up in a minute. Hey, welcome back to the final segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Uh, Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Just Gary, just to close out this crypto sale um, story of this house in Tampa, um, where crypto... Cryptocurrency bought and sold this this property. Um, it says, although the house sold for six hundred and fifty three thousand dollars on Thursday, by Friday the value of the underlying ether was down to about six hundred and thirteen thousand dollars because of a decline in its price. Yes, so that answered my question, which I didn't see this in the in the article. Of you know, couldn't this value go up and down before they close? And the answer is yes. So, very interesting. Well, that's that's going to be one of the challenges to deal with in terms of what's the value of that digital money because it changes; it can change instantly. And so, right. um, I mean, that, once it, yeah, the, the the value of that property based on the crypto could have gone up a hundred grand too, you know, or more. If it, if you know that it's really it's really quite quite astonishing. All right, well, Gary, I think that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna. I was just gonna move on, but 
You have one more comment. No, I think if you go into digital real estate, can digital real estate become similar to cryptocurrency where the values of it change instantly? Wow. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, but but it's an exciting, uh, you know, it, it's just an, it's an inter- interesting way to look at yeah. how this could turn into as we look into the future of, of real estate. I would. You could call it exciting if you want to. I'd use a different term. <laughs> but I, I scary. To, well, it's only because I'd have to. I have to. I have to read into this now. Um, all right, Gary. Let's talk really quick about the one, the big mansion um, in in L.A. that was uh, in a bankruptcy court for sale for what was it six. No, two hundred ninety-five million dollars. It finally sold. Yeah, um, I think we we could talk about this for a while, but uh, uh, this was a twenty-one bedroom mega mansion in Los Angeles with three hundred sixty-degree views of Los Angeles, the ocean, the mountains, uh, the Pacific Ocean, actually, and uh, yep. forty-two full bathrooms, seven half baths, a nightclub, a private running track, a forty-c movie screening room, a juice bar, a cigar lounge, a philanthropy pavilion. And a 30-plus car garage with two-car yeah. display turntables and a 10,000-bottle wine cellar, five pools, and other water features. Yeah, it looks like a hospital. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture. It looks like it, its it own city like it, within it itself. It looks like a hospital, I swear, you know. Not very attractive. Well, anyways, it, uh, uh, it sold at an auction recently for uh, a fraction of what they were asking for this thing. And... Um, it still needs ten to fourteen million dollars worth of work, Jim, and so that's why they they figured it sold for so much less. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it was listed at two ninety five for the for the auction, and it sold for one twenty six hundred twenty six million. And a a guy that just turned forty bought it, um, who's uh, of course connected to the Hollywood elite, but he owns a fashion company. So, Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine what he's going to do with that house. I don't know. All right, Gary, we got about 30 seconds, so why don't you just give out your phone number before we have to check out? Jim, I'm at 218-390-0615. And my number down here in Florida is 218-348-7653. Thanks, Gary, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Maybe if we want, we can touch on this house again um, next week, but uh, quite an interesting show, right, Gary? And uh, hopefully the twins come back soon and uh, we can uh, listen to some baseball. All right, we're out. Thanks, folks. Have a great day.